Welcome to the Meet Hope podcast, where we have conversations about faith and hope. Hope is one church made of people living out their faith through two expressions, in person and online. We believe a hybrid faith experience can lead to a growing influence in our community and our world for the sake of others. Welcome to Hope. Hey friends, welcome to the Meet Hope Podcast. I'm Jeff Bills, and I am being joined with by uh, my friend and colleague, uh, James Lee, Pastor James Lee. He is the Director of Communications for the Greater New Jersey Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church, as well as the Eastern Pennsylvania Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church. Uh, <laughs> Try so, saying that in one breath. Woo, get that on a business card, James. That's <laughs> like a whole thing. Uh, welcome. Great to have you with us. Yeah, and, good to be uh, back. Yes, yeah, so good to have you. Um, what we are going to be talking about, really timely and interesting and deep, uh, AI, GPT, so AI, artificial intelligence, and specifically... Uh, GPT, which many of you who are listening, I'm sure, have heard something about. Uh, but for those who may not, James, how would you describe what AI GPT is? It's taking over the world, Jeff. And Terminator is becoming a reality. Yikes! Not. Run <laughs> Sky, for the hills. Skynet is here. No, um, back when I was in middle school, high school, I remember math class there was always at least that one student who would raise their hand and say, when are we going to need to know this in the real world? We I have calculators. <laughs> yeah. I have a calculator. When yeah. I, when am I going to need this? And the teacher would try to justify it here. There nothing really landed. Yeah. And sure enough, as adults, how often do we use calculators? The same change and shift is happening now in language. So in the fall of 2022, a company called open AI, launched uh, chat GPT version 3.5 and made it public and made it free. And within um, the first few months, they had a hundred million users. Yikes. Now just to give a little background on what this is. So GPT stands for generative pre-trained transformer. Now that's a whole lot of words yeah, basically means that this is a chatbot like no, 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 no other chatbot you had before. This is not your Alexa. This is not your Siri. It's very different. This is a neural network of servers that has been pre-trained with all the data on the internet up until September of 2021, trillions and trillions of data points. This has been pre-trained, like analyzed over and over and again and then it's um, pretty much uh, it's a transformer, which means it's predicting what the next word would be. So it's statistically, what would be the most appropriate word afterward? Uh, word by word, it's just predicting it. It's, it sounds weird, but um, this is completely shift how we think about AI. Before mm -hmm. we thought artificial intelligence was like you put in. Uh, a and you get output B and you have to give it a bunch of rules to get there. Right. Well, basically this is um, looking out at the outcome first statistically, and then it's figuring out its own route. There is the way the another way to look at it. Mm. Basically, so in the like late fall of last year, I was like, oh, I want to try this out. And the first prompt I put in was, 
uh, write me a song about Scooby-Doo fighting Godzilla, make it rhyme. And within three seconds, it had three verses and a chorus and a bridge. Wow. And it was a beautiful story of, <laughs> it had the, the, the whole, mis- the, what is it? The mystery gang? What is it called? The, the whole gang was there. Their names were there wow. and they figured out a way to, uh, uh, make Godzilla trip. And there was, there was, it was, it was on and the music brand. as well as the it lyric rhymed. It, just... it was just words, yeah, right? Yeah. Just okay. words. But like you could easily put some music to it. It had the right <laughs> rhythm. Um, first I was blown away. I would, I spent hours on this. The next emotion I felt was follow. My friend calls it follow, which is fear of looming obsolescence. Uh, <laughs> like this is gonna make, put me out of a job yeah. as a communicator. Um, I would ask it to write sermons. Sermons weren't that good, but it was a solid like C plus sermon, I would say. Right. So there might be some pastors who might there benefit days, from this. You know, <laughs> there weeks. Right. Right. Some weeks I might. Right. Yeah. Um, it passed the bar exam and it passed the MCATs. Chat GPT did. So uh, it, in one sense, there was a bit of fear that came over, like, is this going to replace all of our jobs? More and more, I feel like that fear is unfounded, and there are certainly limitations to ChatGPT. And I found the best way to look at this is precisely how we look at the calculator and math, right? When the calculator became more and more readily available for folks, we didn't say, oh, all our accountants are going to go out of it, lose a job, right? right? It allowed accountants to use more of their cerebral energy to think of the big picture. So less on calculating the numbers, but more on thinking of the big picture. How does this fit in with X, Y, Z? And I believe that this tool, if used well, can actually grow our faith and grow and enhance our everyday living in such a way where now our leaders may spend a little less time on trying to think of the nuance of every word that they write and spend more time on the big picture. Interesting. Yeah. So that's another way that I look at it as well. So just, you know, processing this, uh, as you're talking about it, the, um, the thing that people have said about Google, for example, Mm -hmm. is, and it's an obsolescent, obsolescent, and the fear of being obsolete. Yeah, yeah. Um, so people are no longer going to come to church to ask their spiritual questions. They'll just sit at their computer and type out these questions and get the answer. And so why would I go to church? Why do I need a pastor? Um, the reality is that that hasn't happened. And so why not? Why do you think why do you think chat GPT isn't going to replace? the church uh, or those uh, who lead the church. Yeah. And I, I will say the church will probably experience a similar existential crisis with this tool. It will help the church really, the church will have to rethink why it exists. Mm. If the pandemic challenged churches to look beyond their Sunday worship experience, quote unquote, putting on a show, on Sunday right. and saying, no, the church is more than that. Right. I think the pandemic really 
forced churches to ask that existential question. Indeed. And Google had forced churches to ask, is this where people come to get their answers? No, this is where people come to ask questions in a deeper way in community, right? I, I think that's where at least churches landed post Google. Mm. Well, then <laughs> ChatGPT is really good at giving you answers and interpreting those answers for you. Uh, so again, it's going to ask those, I, I think it's going to be asking some, uh, force the church to ask some really tough questions. But I am very hopeful that it will only strengthen the church and clarify the mission of the church further and say, no, it's not these. We're, we don't come to church for answers. We come to church to grow in our faith, to be challenged and to find community. And ChatGPT is not going to replace that. I believe if it's used well, it could actually enhance that. So recently in a small group that I uh, am a part of, we meet uh, every other week and uh, we were engaging with a text from scripture and uh, the conversation was getting a little, I don't want to say stale, but it was kind of not going in many directions. So I pulled out my phone and I asked ChatGPT, hey, we are going through First Samuel chapter, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some in- interesting questions we could ask? And it came up with 10 really interesting questions ah. that then we began to ask each other, right? Questions that, you know, we wouldn't have asked otherwise, right? right? Um, so those are ways in which it becomes an assistant uh, to inject creativity into uh, our lives. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, we were saying uh, <clears throat> before we started recording this that um, any new technology uh, is feels threatening at first. Um, you know, if you look at the history of the pipe organ, uh, at the time it was introduced it was considered to be you know demonic <laughs> and, yeah. and now you know you're not allowed to have church without one yeah if you removing it now is demonic yeah yes <laughs> uh television i remember when um i was a young person and the first um worship services coming on tv and there was all of this fear that it's the end of the local church because right. people are just gonna watch it on tv um, wow. And uh, so, again, you know, there's there's these fears that are unfounded. ChatGPT does not have a soul. No. Right? No, it's not. And if you ask whether it has a soul, it will tell you it does not have a soul. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so we still need each other. We still need um, uh, community, right? You yeah. can't – no matter what we have come up with technologically – whether it's the radio or the television or whatever it is, you cannot replace community. Correct. That is, and more than ever, I think with rising and emerging new technologies, you find the desperate need for that community more and more. Right. So perhaps there were certain aspects of community that were now being replaced uh, with various technologies. Yeah. Um, right now the United States especially is at an all-time high of loneliness yes, and anxiety and depression. Interesting, right? And perhaps there were, you know, before the community was also the place where you played games. Community was also the place where you got your news. Mm-hmm. Community was also where you got all these things. Now, a lot of those aspects, now we get alone individually on my phone, mm. let's say, um, 
all that to say there is a lot perhaps that you know a lot of babies that went out with the bathwater <laughs> and we say no we need the baby right and that baby is community so uh if used well i see chat gpt and these other ai tools enhancing community um and really allowing us to uh, focus on why community really does matter um I wouldn't ignore it. I wouldn't uh, go the route of fear, but I would wrestle with it and challenge it. Right. Yeah. So I think about Jacob wrestling with uh, the angel of God mm. all night. And uh, that has been my experience with chat GBT. Right. I'm not going to let go. <laughs> You're holding uh, on to this angel. All, yeah. And uh, I might have a <laughs> dislocated hip socket after all this, <laughs> but so far the, I've found a lot of blessing through it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, so it is going to challenge. It's, uh, I know educators, I've heard some conversation among educators about what will this mean? And, uh, is this the end of, uh, essays yeah. and papers? Right. 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 Yeah. So what does education look like in the, in light of chat GPT and artificial intelligence and so yeah. forth? I had a really good conversation with, uh, Dr. Kate Ott of Garrett Theological Seminary. She's really into ethics and, all things technology. Okay. And she said, uh, she actually embraced it and said, yeah. I mean, first of all, she was not really big on assigning papers to begin with. That's not usually her mode of education, but she said, yeah, this might be a good thing because we're going to force a lot of teachers to ask the question, why do we have students write papers? Which is, we want them to understand and comprehend and be able to interpret uh, new information and new stories. Right. So what are some other ways that we can cultivate that? Mm. Right. Um, it's good. Yeah. I, you know, the church has a 2000 year history mm. of adapting to uh, cultural shifts and without compromising the gospel. Mm-hmm. And we come at it reluctantly sometimes and uh, late <laughs> sometimes. Sure. Uh, but the church has always managed to adapt to what's going on in the culture mm-hmm. um, and to maintain the gospel, to, to share that uh, timeless truth of Christ uh, yeah. with an ever-changing culture. And so this is just, I think, one more example of uh, we've got to figure this out. We will figure this out. Um, it's just how messy it's going to be in yeah. the process. Yeah, and I think another place where the church really will matter is having those ethical conversations. Mm-hmm. So with new technologies, it's the Wild West, right? So um, there are many ways in which these technologies can be used uh, for harm. And so I, I think the church ought not to just stay back and say this is all bad and so we're just going to stay in the Stone Ages. Right. But to actually be right at, in the center of the conversation and to offer up how, how can we do no harm and do good and also continue to stay in love with God in the midst of a world where ChatGPT is a reality and it's a tool that we see everywhere. Um, yeah. I, I think that. the church has a lot to offer and I, I hope the church doesn't just adapt to it and reluctantly, but is actually at the forefront of those conversations. 
Well, we always end these uh, podcasts with what has you hopeful, and that was a pretty hopeful word right there. Amen, amen, yes. <laughs> so I know that, uh, that this church uh, loves to uh, wrestle with these kinds of things in positive ways, in uh, life and faith-affirming ways, um, in a unity uh, with one another, even is uh, in times of disagreement and so forth. So... Um, I believe we're going to be able to do that well and uh, and be just, as you say, we're going to be in the midst of uh, figuring this out uh, as a church as well as as a culture. So thanks. This is really fascinating. James, we could talk on and on, but uh, we've got to wrap this up. Um, so if this is a new subject for you, there'll be some notes about chat GPT that you can check out. And uh, I'm always interested in hearing from you, so please feel free to reach out to me, jeff at meethope.org. And uh, if you have questions for James, where could they reach you, James? Yeah, and I am such a nerd when it comes to AI stuff, so I love to talk about these things. Yeah. You, you could reach me at jlee, that's J-L-E-E, at gnjumc.org. Um, and I love to talk. I love Super. to chat. So thanks again for uh, tuning in, and uh, as always, we'd love to have you share this with, uh, with friends. And uh, in the meantime, we'll see you at Hope. Thanks for being a part of the Hope community as we continue our conversations about faith and hope. If you don't already, please join us for worship on Sundays or on demand. You can learn more at meethope.org or find us on socials at Meet Hope Church.